0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to the best thing on the internet House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Whether you're planning to buy or sell a house, call in now with your question. Our goal is to help you with any real estate transaction. So turn off the cat videos and pay attention. Here's your host, Duncan
2: Smythe. Welcome to House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. 862 472 5788 866-472-5788. If you'd like to call in with a question, my guest today is Rich Vale. Rich is Vice President and Business Development Officer of Provident Bank, and he's also an expert on the 1031 exchange. Rich, welcome to the show. Thanks, Duncan. I appreciate
3: you inviting me in.
2: So Realtors, uh, the 1031 exchange is something that realtors only touch on once in a while. It's not something we really really deal with seriously. So tell us about it. Explain what it is.
3: Well, 1031 exchange is basically a tax loophole. It's section 1031 of the Internal Revenue Code. In fact, to to prepare for this evening, I actually went to the IRS website and pulled some information off, and anybody can do that. This is not... secret information it's information that's that's out there and and there's a lot of good information out there, but it's basically a, it's a tax code, which means that uh, it's something you should be involved with your with your cpa and and just to, to touch on that for a moment, uh, I, I am not a CPA, I am not a tax attorney uh, basically i my experience comes from working with an intermediary, so this evening what I'd like to just discuss is from the intermediary standpoint and how we can help prepare you know some of your listeners of okay, so, you, base, so you
2: basically function as a consultant to an intermediary or an accountant or anyone who would calls you for information well basically
3: because of my background I work for a bank and, and, and I, I guide clients and I point them in a the direction of an intermediary and, and the other ones to help them with the uh, with the exchange process.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so, so tell us a little bit about what it is, how it works, and who would use it. Okay,
3: sure. Uh, and to start off, when, when you're an investor, right, you, you have what a friend of mine likes to call your board of directors. And it's very important to have the right people around you. You have your accountant, your CPA, your attorney your real estate broker, your, your certi- certified financial planner, your banker. Uh, and also, as you get ready to do a 1031 exchange, you have your qualified intermediary. And, and I'll talk about what that is. Um, in, in essence, the 1031 exchange allows you uh, or allows a taxpayer uh, to basically transfer a property that's held for productive use in a trade or business or for investment in exchange for what they call a like-kind replacement property, which is intended to be held for productive use in a trade or business or for investment. Okay, so that's a lot of words. What does that mean? That means that if you have property that you hold for business or trade or investment and you would like to sell that, as long as you purchase something, what they call like kind, uh, and like kind means... It could be, I, I held a piece of land that I held for investment, and now I'm going to buy a, a, a multifamily. Uh, that's considered like-kind. It's real property for real property. As long as you are able to exchange one for the other, and we'll talk about the process, then that is a good starting point for a 1031 exchange. Uh, the other thing that you really me- need to make sure that you do is to make sure that you are ready to do a 1031 exchange is to speak with your accountant to help them or allow them to calculate your gains and, and all your, your tax liabilities because you may not need to do one or you may need to do one, but let the the attorney and the CPA guide you through that. And you'll probably hear me say that ad nauseum tonight, but as I used to recommend to my clients, make sure you have your CPA and your your attorney involved because they're the ones who are going to help you determine if a 1031 exchange is necessary.
2: Is your CPA someone who's thoroughly familiar with this?
3: You know, it's, it's a good question because... Uh, 1031 exchange, while very popular on the West Coast, is not as frequently used on the East Coast. So uh, your, your CPA may, may be used to seeing a number of 1031 exchanges, like I know some CPAs that, that do quite a few of them, while I also know others that maybe see one or two a year. Uh, it's a tax code, and most of
2: them are, are somewhat familiar with the process, or at least familiar with the, with the law itself. Because it seems to me like something that uh, you absolutely want to use it, or you're missing out. Why would you want to miss out on deferring your taxes? Right,
3: it's a, it's it's a good question, but again, it comes down to what your gain is, and and you know, letting your CPA help you make that determination. They say, you know, if you are going to sell and and purchase another investment property, obviously, it's a it's a good strategy uh, for the right person for the right scenario. Let them help you make that determination. But yes, it's a it's something to definitely consider as your. As you're going through the, the process of selling an investment property, getting ready to buy another one
2: or a business property. So, so it's only investment properties. This does not in any way apply to a residential home. Right.
3: It, it, it's, it's strictly for, and you can hold, obviously you know, you can, you can hold residential properties for investment purposes, mm-hmm. uh, but the property has to be that you're holding it for business trade or investment and buying a property for business trade for or investment.
2: Okay. So... Um, if I have a vacation home that I rent out, can I trade that for another vacation home that I would use for rental purposes?
3: You know, the, the rules on vacation homes have, have, uh, are they're a, a little a little trickier, uh, uh, and and a lot of it has to do with with the amount of uh, amount of usage. Okay. Uh, you know, so it, a lot of it comes down to you know the, the taxpayer you know owns the relinquished property uh, for at least two years before selling, 24 months, and uh, they basically rent the property for at least 14 days um, for each of the 12-month periods, and, and they're only allowed to use it a certain number. And I believe, and you can verify this with a, with a qualified intermediary, but it's uh, you know, no more than 14 days or 10% uh, of the number of days that the property was rented. So, obviously, there's a lot of rules there. I threw a lot at you, and, and it, the best thing is to you know, kind of take a look at the tax law with your accountant and make sure that you're, you're
2: hitting those as, as you go. But so the bottom line is, if you're going to use a 1031 exchange, the IRS is going to scrutinize how often you've lived in that property, or did you really live there, or did you really rent it out?
3: Absolutely, they're going to. They, they may even go as far as to say we want to see some some bills or or something that shows that you had. You're going to have to prove that that you actually uh, were renting the were place renting out, out, and weren't just showing up every weekend and saying it was an investment property. So.
2: So it's basically used for, uh, for example, if I owned a small apartment building and I wanted to buy another apartment building, that, that's a
3: pretty that's simple, a, that's simple use. That's a great example. Yes. If you were trying to, to expand, I, I, I like to use the analogy, if you remember playing Monopoly mm-hmm. uh, when, you, when you were younger and uh, you would go around the board and you'd, you'd collect properties. And, and once you had the same grouping of properties, you'd, you'd put houses on the property. Uh, And then once you had a certain number of houses, what did you do? Uh, You you took those four houses or five houses and you turned it into the bank and you exchanged it for a hotel. Now, it's not exactly the same because you're doing it, you're doing it on the same property. But in in essence, the reason that you exchanged the four houses for the hotel was so you could charge more rent when someone landed on your property. So Mm -hmm. in essence, you know, one of the things that people use the exchange for is to try to increase income. Or maybe they're just not happy with the type of property that they have. And, you know, it's been calculated that it makes sense for them to sell and they they want to change from a piece of land that really isn't generating any income for
2: an apartment building that may be able to generate some income for them. Mm -hmm. In preparing for this show, the one thing that when I mentioned this to other people who are, you know, realtors who are familiar with this somewhat... uh, the one thing they all mentioned was that timing is critical. Yep. That's a little tricky. Maybe you could go over that. For sure.
3: And, and that, that is a, a very tricky part. Uh, and, and, the, and these are hard. The numbers I'll give you are, are hard numbers. In other words, you know, you, you can't say that, well, you know what, I was supposed to end on this date, but I'm going to end on the day after. Uh, the, the IRS scrutinizes 1031 exchanges, and you have to report them uh, through, your, through your CPA, through your, when you, you, know, you do your taxes. Uh, and these are hard numbers. so so from the day that you sell, and we'll, we'll talk about what they call a a forward deferred exchange, meaning you're going to sell a property and then buy another property. Mm-hmm. So you come to the closing table and, and let's just take a step back. you know you've you've calculated your your gain and it makes sense for you to do a t- 1031 exchange, you've spoken to your your CPA, you've coordinated with your attorney, you reach out for what they call a qualified intermediary, and sometimes people will call them accommodators. But in essence, uh, you know, it's a third party uh, that will help you to execute your 1031 exchange. The 1031 exchange cannot be executed by your own attorney. Now, a QI can be an attorney or an attorney can be a QI, but it can't be your attorney. It can't be your CPA it can't be your real estate broker it has to be an independent third party uh, so you employ the you employ the services of a what they call a qualified intermediary ahead of time uh, the intermediary will ask for some paperwork uh, they'll give you their form that they need to fill out you'll you'll give them a copy of the contract and and they'll produce their paperwork per, per, before the the, the closing, so that your attorney has the closing, so everybody is on the same same page. Uh, and and one of the reasons that they do that is because when you close on that property, and you know you sell a property, you you have debt, you you pay off your debt, and then you have some equity left over. Well, that equity needs to go to the intermediary because any money that that results as a uh, as a, as as a result of the sale. You cannot touch that money. You can't take constructive receipt of the money. So, in essence, they can't hand you a check, you know. And the other place that money can't go is your own bank account. So they can't hand you a check and have you walk across the hall and hand it to the intermediary. So it has to be a neutral third party. Yes, it does. An independent depend, third party. Now, is it,
2: as a, is a qualified intermediary, or QI, as you call, uh, is that usually a person with a background in... in uh CPA, or it,
3: it can be. Sometimes CPAs will go into that business. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a real estate company. Sometimes title companies will go into that business because it it, it will kind of feed feed that business mm-hmm. for them. Uh, a, a good place to find uh, intermediaries, and 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 I I know a couple of that I work with, but a, a good place to go for intermediaries is there's a website uh, it's actually the Federation of Exchange Accommodators FEA Foxtrot Echo Alpha and it's uh, www.1031.org www.1031.org uh, 1031.org, and it's the again it's the Federation of Exchange Accommodators and actually that's a very very good website they've got some good information on the exchange process and you can even probably call them with some questions uh, and they can also direct you there's some people who are members it's basically a trade organization but they have people who are members who are 1031 uh, qualified
2: intermediaries I'm still curious you mentioned that it's it's more in use on the west coast than it is here I wonder why that is are they just not aware of it or, or? I, you know it's
3: a good question I, mm. I, I don't know it just seems to see things move from west to east, so uh, I don't know. If usually, it's just, it's usually things
2: start in New York and move across the country, but…
3: Right, it's no, the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah, I mean, there were times when I would come across professionals, whether, you know, sometimes real estate professionals or, or even bankers or that were, just weren't very familiar. And it really just was a, a matter of not being exposed to it that often because they just didn't either work with a lot of investors or just something that just didn't come up in, in conversation.
2: Okay, uh, before we go to a break, I just want to mention my guest is Rich Vale. If you'd like to reach Rich or have more questions about uh, the 1031 exchange, it's richard.vale, L-V-A-I-L-L, at providentnj.com. And we'll talk more after the break. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk.
1: If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at House Talk guy or email him at guy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at colossalmistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, duncansmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor.
4: Hi, I'm Joe Galita, President of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and acceptable customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage.
1: Many people are seeking to make a difference in the world, but few actually have the tools to do so. Every week, host Mary Beth Lodge and her guests will have you thinking forward and will give you the tips to keep your life goals priorities and choices on track the result is an easier happier and more inspired life the name of the program is what matters tune in every wednesday at 9 a.m eastern time 6 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel what really matters is the positive changes that you'll bring to your life and the world just by listening stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts Voiceamerica.com. you are listening to house talk with duncan smythe to reach our show, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to House Talk. My guest is Rich Vale, an expert on the 1031 exchange, and we've got a couple of callers on hold. So let's go to Jack. Hi, Jack. You're on House Talk.
6: Yeah. Good afternoon, Duncan. Uh, just had one question uh, on this uh, 1031 exchange. Is there some kind of a window uh, between the time, uh, you know, between buying and so on? Do you have to do that all in the same week? Uh, or is there a wider window uh, for during these
3: two, uh, two transactions? Hey, hey Jack, thanks, thanks for getting me back on track. I appreciate that. Uh, I, that's a really good question. And, and yeah, there, there is a very defined window. And, and when I was starting to talk about before, uh, I started talking about the intermediary. But when you go to, you go to closing day, we'll call that day zero, mm-hmm. you, you, you then have 45 days to, what they call identify the replacement properties and you have 45 days to identify those properties and you have to provide that information over to your qualified intermediary and your intermediary will provide you with that form. Uh, but that, you know, that brings up a good point. Obviously, you know, when we're talking about the dead of winter, 45 days seems to go on forever, but when you're looking for a property, 45 days is, is up in a snap. So if, if you think you are going to be going to do a 1031 exchange, you, you definitely want to be thinking ahead of time. I know I'm going to be selling this property. What do I want to buy? Let me start looking, you know, way in advance as possible. So you do have that defined window. Um, and that's a very hard, like I said, this is a, that's a hard window. It's 45 days to identify at the end of those 45 days now these these are extremes obviously you can identify and close as quickly as you want but at the end of the 45 days you then have an additional 135 days to close so it's a total of 180 days now if you get to the point that you are closing in aug excuse me in october your 180 days is going to happen before you, you have to pay your taxes, so more than likely right. you, you're going to have to take a tax extension. Which again, speak with your CPA about this stuff because they're the ones going to be the ones that kind of help you coordinate that.
6: Mm-hmm. Sure.
3: So it's 180 days total.
6: Yeah, so you, you can you can buy or sell in either sequence. You can you can either you know plan on buying and, and, and close within 45, or you can plan to sell and and close on a buy within 45 days.
3: You know, and and that's. Basically, I mean, you're you're talking about two different types of exchanges uh, when you sell first and then buy. And again, you have 180 days to make that transaction whole. uh, Mm -hmm. You can. That's a forward exchange. And uh, something I can talk about in a little while is is what they call a reverse exchange, which means that you're going to buy the property like you suggested, buy the property first. Mm-hmm. You're going to identify that property within 45 days and then you have 135 days to sell. Now, yeah. why would you do one over the other? Well, in, in, a, in a market, in, yeah. when you have like, fast markets and you have slow markets, it's tough to find properties, right? So, mm-hmm. when you come across something, you don't want to wait to have to sell yours to buy it because you feel like you'll lose the opportunity. We so, couldn't. you know, you, you'll do the reverse exchange, you'll buy the property. Now, I will tell mm-hmm. you that the reverse exchange, you know, by nature is a, a much more complicated transaction. And as a result, the qualified intermediary is going to charge you substantially more than if they did a forward exchange. Mm-hmm.
6: Okay, good. Thanks a lot, Richard. That's big help.
2: Okay, have thank, a great day. Thanks for the question, Jack. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, we also have Phil on the line. Uh, Phil, you're on House Talk. Hi. Oh,
6: hi. How are you? I'm good. I was listening uh, basically first time, oh, uh, and for- I was kind of intrigued with all of the, uh, with all that you were talking about. A um, couple of basic questions. What do you mean by a qualified intermediary? I'm very new with this.
3: No, absolutely. That's a great question. An, an intermediary, a qualified intermediary is a company Uh, that will help you execute your 1031 exchange. It's what they call an independent third party. Uh, And there are companies that are designated as qualified intermediaries. Now, as I mentioned, uh, sometimes law firms will have, will serve as an intermediary for other law firms or a CPA can serve as an intermediary. It just can't be your CPA or attorney, right? It can't be someone that you have that, that, that arm's length, or that it or must that
2: can- be. An, it must be an independent, right? It has party. to be
3: an independent party, and and you can find these on, on that website I mentioned, the uh, www.1031.org, at the Federation of Exchange Accommodators. They can help you find one. Uh, you know, sometimes your CPA or attorney might actually know one that they like to use and they're comfortable with too. So, uh, if you're okay, thinking about it, this, speak with them. Yeah, but it's, it's necessary to have one. Yes, you have, to use a, you have to use an intermediary to help you execute the exchange. If, if the IRS looks at your transaction and sees, wait a minute, that money went into your attorney's escrow account, or worse, it went into your account, uh, they'll, they'll more likely disallow your exchange.
6: Okay. <clears throat> now, we're in a situation now where we're selling a, a condo that we bought in, um, in Florida, mm-hmm. and it was uh, purely for investment purposes. We... We bought it, we rented it out, we paid whatever taxes were supposed to be paid. Now it's time to sell it. So um what would, how would it look to get a qualified exchange on this? Do we buy another condo or we well, buy an office building or I, I don't quite get it, but we're coming down to the wire here.
3: Well, it's investment for investment. And, you know, if you're you're closing in, I don't know what your window is, but uh, and I I mentioned this before. And, and, uh, you know, you should if after this phone call or tomorrow, I I would call your accountant and say, listen, I want to do a 10.000 want exchange. I'm just going to let you know about this. I'm going to make sure I'm calculating the numbers right. But you know what? Now's the good time to start. And it's it's real property for real property, right? And it's as long as you're holding it for investment. So, you know, you have this condo and let's say hypothetically, you want to sell your condo and you've, you've done well with it. And you say, you know, I want to buy. Now I want to buy uh, you know, two condos or I want to buy an apartment building or I want to buy, a you know, a strip mall. Um, you know, that that's something that, that you can do as long as you're holding it for, for business trade or investment. Uh, it, it, it should qualify, uh, you know, but as long as you're not buying a condo and then moving into it, you know.
1: Yeah, now, so that's for investment. Yeah. yeah.
6: Okay. All right. Well, that's a good start. I can always, um, I can call the attorneys, I can call the CPA and uh, at least I, have enough knowledge that I can ask them some intelligent questions, right? So, and you can
3: go again. You can this is because it's a, a tax a tax law section ten thirty one. You can go online and and educate yourself a little bit more beyond you know what we're talking about tonight, and, and, and just grab some information. Also at that at that ten thirty one website, they have some information on there too. So it the more information you have, uh, the easier it is for you to uh, kind of go through the transaction because you be aware of all the steps that will be taking place. Great.
6: Okay. Well, it's great. Thank you so much. You've been a big thanks. help to me. I do Have a great appreciate night. your Thank time. You.
2: Okay. Thank you. Thanks, thanks so much for calling, Phil. Okay, we, we, uh, we are going to go to the break in a few minutes, but before we get back to 1031 Exchange, I want to talk to you about what you do. Um, I understand that you are a Marine. Yes. And you are active in veterans' causes. Tell us a little bit about that. I was
3: a uh, uh, an active duty well I, was, I spent about seventeen years in the, in the Marine Corps myself and and was very involved in a program in New Jersey called Marine for Life and I was basically I went back on active duty and one of the, my roles was to help marines or or all veterans basically was to help them find employment when they came home and I would go out and I'd help them build a network and it was about not just about employment go, going back to school and you know maybe finding a home or and Since then, I'm in a more active duty, and uh, have been for a number of years. But uh, I'm still very involved in in helping veterans find jobs because, as you know, quite frankly, they're they're having a hard time. They're coming home, and. Uh, just looking for new opportunities and, and they're just it's it's been a tough go for them uh, I have a group on that I have on LinkedIn uh, called Jobs for Veterans and you know have people posting opportunities and recruiters and you know anybody else that may be looking and the, the nice thing is that I've had a lot of people reach out and say you listen I, I'd like to hire a veteran what do I need to do and it's just you know posting an opportunity do you have uh, a website you can tell us about? it's just on LinkedIn I don't have a website okay. yet I'm actually working on something as, as, okay. as we speak but it's just on LinkedIn Jobs for Veterans and uh you know like I said they're they're having a hard time and it goes across you know well,
2: you know every time I, I see one of these stories on TV about homeless veterans it it wow, it really pulls at the heartstrings I mean what is that about
3: Yeah you know, you know I, I don't know I really can't speak they, to they, that too much they, But it's, they, they,
2: they served our country and now they come back they have no place to live and they don't have a job
3: Well I, I think a big know. part of the challenge is that you know when you're when you're serving right you, you're given a lot of responsibility at a very young age, and I think a lot of times you come home, and I went through it too. You come home, and 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 I, I happened. To, I was an officer. and went through the Naval Academy, and and uh, uh, you know you come home and you think, now what? You know, I, I led. I had a platoon. I was in Desert Storm, and I led a platoon of eighty Marines, and now I come home, and now what? So yeah, uh, it's it's a difficult transition, you know, going from having get, everything given to you and, and kind a, of providing. Getting a to good job at the 7-Eleven yeah. is kind of a letdown. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, with, with, the so. skill,
2: with the skills you get in the military and, and so forth. So you served in Iraq. Uh, I did a storm, I did, yes, wow. so in, in Kuwait and Saudi Arabia. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. So, and you spent 17 years, and you're a graduate of the Naval Academy. I did not know that. Wow, that's really impressive. That's really Thank impressive. You. Um let me see. So, tell me a little bit about. Uh, we have a caller, but I want to wait till after the break for that because we're going to break in a couple of minutes. Um, your business development officer. What does that involve? What do you actually help do?
3: You know, uh, I, I joined the bank a number of years ago, and and my main focus is is working with uh, attorneys uh, on their on their trust account, uh, and also I work with the businesses on their business accounts too. And um, you know, my goal at the bank is is to is to bring in bring in deposits, and and so I'm out there. Try to generate business and, you know, meet people and network people. And, and one of the things that I like to do as part of my business, one of the great things about my business is that, you know, I, I get to uh, a network with a lot of different people and, and try to connect them together. And, you know, quite frankly, help them grow their business because the, the more I can help them grow their business, I think the better off everybody is. So I, I like to network and connect people as much as I can.
2: That's terrific. Okay, uh, let's go to a break. Um, we have Lauren on the line after the Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk.
1: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at HouseTalkGuy or email him at HouseTalkGuy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at colossalmistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, duncansmythe.com, and click on Recommend
4: a Realtor. Hi, I'm Joe Galita, President of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and acceptable customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage.
0: Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show, Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook,
2: House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. Uh, let's go to a caller. Uh, Lauren, you're on House Talk. Hi. Hi, Lauren, you're on House Talk.
7: Oh, I'm sorry, the connection kind of blipped. Um, Okay. Regarding the qualified intermediary, we have a condo in one state and we reside in another. Um, Is there a better location to engage an accountant or a qualified intermediary in, in 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 the state where the property, investment property is located, or in our home state?
3: That's a good. That's a really good question. <clears throat> I think it comes down to who you're comfortable with. Uh, at, at the end of the day, I mean, uh, if you have someone that you like now, I mean, it's 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 fine to it's be you know it's a uh, it's a federal tax law. So so speaking with someone in your home state, you, you can speak with an intermediary there. Um, you know, I, I think it really depends on comfort level. I, I think if it were me, I think I'd talk to a couple of people. I, I would speak to someone in your home state and I'd also speak to someone where your where your, your condo is uh, because then you can g- maybe get some, you know, di- different take on, on you know, what the property uh, is like there and, and, you know, maybe the intermedi- intermediary has a, a better feel for what he needs to do because the property's in that state. So, I, I think I would talk to a few people. I really would. Okay.
7: And if we have one condo, does it make sense to roll it over into, um, like, a similar property in a resort area in our own home state, or does it really not matter what state we're exchanging property within, or is that just you know, a tax accountant issue?
3: Yeah, that really is, and and it really depends on you, personally. I, You know, I, uh, you know, really depends on where you would like it to be, if you're, if you're Finding that the, the property that you have is in another state and you find it difficult to manage, then maybe maybe it's better to put it in, in, in your in the host state where you live. Or but if you don't mind, you find that you know I, we like to travel and we don't mind visiting the property. Then I really I think it's a personal it's a it's a personal decision and and you know again speaking with your your trusted advisors on on what they think would be the best. You know, you know what speak speak to some real estate folks too. Uh, okay. in, in the different areas and see where, you know, where, where some of the opportunities are.
7: And can you sell one property and buy two in two different states or two different pieces of property because they're um, still, you know, like or in kind, you know, property for property for investment purposes?
3: You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you can, and, and I, I would probably defer to an intermediary, but, you know, something to consider is the more the more pieces you have to the transaction now you're selling one and then you're buying two in each state then you've got not only do you have two closings but you have two closings in two different states so you know it it could it, it could it could get yeah, it's it's gonna make it. I'm not saying you know you shouldn't do it or or it doesn't make sense to do it, but you know, if you're going to increase the complexity of the transaction, you just need to be uh, aware of that and prepared for that. because you know, as we know, you know, sometimes closings can be delayed or you know, you got one plan for one day thinking that the other one's gonna close ahead of time. and uh, just I think the simpler you can make it, uh, again, not saying don't do it that way, but you want to make sure that it's you know it, it flows smoothly, basically.
7: It would be one less transaction to try and accomplish within the 180 day time frame.
3: Right, right.
7: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we've depreciated our property for 16 years. I'm wondering if you have any suggestion or if there's a rule of thumb when to um, buy a re- replacement property, you know, to continue the investment. Um, yeah, you know, should we look five years out? Cause the market can be up, it can be down, but when is the safe time to start looking, you know, is it five years before the end of the depreciation stream?
3: Uh, you know, I, that I'm not qualified to answer that question. Unfortunately, oh, that that would be a, that would be a tax question. And, you know, and, uh, you know, again, speak with him, but also speak to, you know, real estate folks in, in, in your area as okay. well.
2: Okay. Thank you How often I have a, I, I have a question. Uh, how much time do you spend at your vacation condo? Do you uh, just occasionally or?
7: We stay with under the 14 days.
2: Okay. So you're you're familiar with that.
7: Right. That's, right.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a good. Because we, if you were listening in the first half hour, we were talking about that. The IRS seems to have pretty strict rules about, uh, you know, about usage of a property like that. Yep.
7: And see, interestingly you, enough, we've talked to the management company at the resort and they say out of 120 homeowners there are 120 different sets of tax accountant opinions and suggestions uh, yeah. on how to handle I'm the not,
2: tax I'm yeah. not surprised how long have you owned it
7: 16 years
2: Oh wow and you're thinking of getting rid of well you know yeah maybe it's time to move on to, to another
7: investment property
2: Okay it's a nice well a problem
7: it's, to have <laughs> It's a
2: good position Yeah it, it is it's a, but it gets yeah, that's complicated. It's, it's, <laughs> That's true. yeah, well, the Time 31 exchange sounds like it would definitely work for you. It it's definitely looks like something you'd want to look into. Yep, we have some education to get for ourselves. <laughs> well
3: Absolutely. you know there's a lot of information out there, and I mentioned that website, uh, the FEA website, and you know the IRS website's got some great information too, so definitely do your homework. In fact, we were just talking about that before uh, after we went to break. you know, do your homework before you go to speak to the intermediary and and, and your accountant and your attorney. so you know all the terms of everything that needs to happen because if you do that that will make the transaction you know that much smoother because you'll be aware ahead of time of everything that needs to to transpire
7: this has been uh, very helpful because we haven't gotten to that point where we need to roll over the property into another, but it gives us some uh, groundwork to get started. Thank
5: you for your help.
2: And it, and it seems like the most difficult part of this is the timing factor. Yeah, that is. Because right. Especially if you're thinking of selling in one state and buying in another state and identifying another property in 45 days, that, yeah, that sounds easy. It may not be.
7: But if we can work with one realtor and go, you know, same area to same area. Um, yeah, you might
2: be able to, yeah, that might make sense.
7: That could facilitate
2: yeah. the process. Yeah, absolutely. Or simplify it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's, thank you very much. Too. Okay, well, Lauren, thank you so much for the thanks.
3: call. Uh, there, were, there were two other points that I, I, wa- I wanted to bring up, sure. and, and we talked about you know we talked about those hard hard numbers forty five days, you know, hard number one hundred and eighty days. And there's two other pieces uh, uh, there is that when when you're when you holding holding a property in one in one title under one title an LLC. You know, it's it's important that uh, you, you should purchase in the same LLC, uh, and, and I don't want to get too involved in that. But basically, if you're holding properties in ABC LLC, you know, you you want to make sure um, that uh, that you're you're purchasing in in the new uh, in the same way, in the same t- in the way you held title to your old property, and and you know. make sure when you're speaking with your your attorney about it that that they're aware of that as well and and working with you on that Uh, the other part of it is that what they call the equal or up rule so when you're selling you know you want to buy something equal or greater in in value to take full benefit of the 1031 exchange Um, and you know, that includes equity value, debt, uh, just make sure that, the, that you're equal or greater and to, to get the, the full benefit because if you exchange down, then you, you could have a taxable event. You, you know, so you want to make sure that, you know, that, that doesn't occur. Um,
2: so just something, a couple of things to keep, keep your mind on. We have another caller, uh, Dave from New Jersey.
5: Hi, Dave. Hi, you're yeah. on House Talk. Hi, Duncan. Hi, Rich. Uh, Rich, hey, it's funny that you, you just started answering the question that I had. So uh, um, it, my scenario is that we've got a purely a rental investment property in northern New Jersey, and we're thinking about whether we want to keep it turn it over to uh, another property or potentially go to more of a vacation-style property, property. And having just gotten back from uh, southern Florida, and with all this snow, I'm certainly thinking about southern Florida. So, just a question about a little more detail. Um, I, I one of my questions was more uh, investing in a higher value property. Uh, I think that makes sense. But if it's a lower value property, then what happens with the tax implications there? I would assume that whatever the variance is. Would be what might be taxable, or is that not the case, or does it no, depend it,
3: on the state? it, it well it, again, it could depend on the state. It could depend on your your, your tax. It's it's really impossible for me to answer because it, it depends on what your tax situation is, and and right. you know you could end up to the point that if you uh, decide to decide to sell uh, and and purchase something, and you, you don't buy something full back you may end up not even needing to do the exchange. I've seen that, so it really depends on. Uh, on your situation and that's why you need to work make sure you have the numbers in front of you Um, so you know you can't be can't be ballparking it in other words you really got to think about you know what the exact numbers are what the ramifications are because you don't want to be off and realize wait a minute I've got a taxable event here because you know or I really didn't even need to do the exchange Uh, so uh, it's it's important to really plan ahead W- what you want to do. If you're going to sell something and end up with something a little bit smaller, then you know, you could, you're gonna have a, probably going to have a taxable event. And that's why I always tell people to have your, your trusted advisors on board so they can give you the guides that you need.
5: Right. Okay. Interesting. And uh, as far as the, the cost of these advisors, <coughs> the, the qualified independent advisor, do you have a sense of how much they would cost in a transaction or does that depend on the size of the transaction?
3: You know it's a, it's a good question. and and I can give you a ballpark figures usually on a forward exchange. It's probably around the same as when an attorney would charge you for a closing, right? So you're looking at anywhere between six hundred and maybe twelve hundred dollars. For a reverse exchange where I happened where I mentioned before where you're you're actually buying first, because it's a lot more involved, the the will actually probably take title to the property. Uh, because you can't hold both properties at the same time, uh, that will call you up, cost you upwards of about $5,000. So, you know, doing doing the forward exchange is definitely the, the more economical of the two. But again, it, it ranges between 600 and 1200 You know, it also depends on maybe they, they charge by, they could charge by the size of the transaction. Uh, each intermediary is a little bit different in how they value their services.
5: Interesting. And I, I heard the caller ask a question about, the time and the, the forward and the reverse, so that was a, it, those were interesting points as well. Uh, and does the ability to do an exchange truly vary by state? And I guess what I'm really leading to is, where do I find out more about this? Do I go to the 1031.org and they've got all kinds of reference information on there, yeah. or is this better to call uh, call you or call uh, another individual about the details?
3: No, I mean, at least that I have some intermediaries that, that, that I work with you could also start with, you know, your accountant or your attorney to say, do you know an intermediary uh, that you like to work with? They all have, you know, people they may like to work with. They refer people in the past, you know, start with them. And you know what? You could you could call call them and get a name and you could call 1031.org and get a couple of names and, and, and interview them just like you'd interview any professional to see who's the best fit for you, who you like the best, who you had the best, uh, the, the best conversation with, who was the most forthright with the information and educating you. Uh, one thing I was trying to do was make sure my, my clients were educated in everything they needed to know uh, in terms of executing the exchange. We wanted to make sure they had as much information as possible so they had made the best decision. Right. Uh,
5: and I realize this depends on the breadth of, of your experience uh, around the nation, but would the laws be different in New Jersey, say, in, than in Florida? <laughs>
3: You know, that there are some states that, that don't recognize uh, the 1031 from a deferral of stat, state tax, but it really depends on state. Uh, it, you know, it, the federal part is federal, but there are some states that may, rec- may, may have some different rulings, so best to check with a professional in that state to see if there are any differences. Very
5: good. Excellent. Very helpful. Really, you've got some great questions today, so uh, very helpful. I'm definitely looking into this further. Thanks, Dave.
2: Thanks so much for the call, Dave. Okay, before we go to a break, I just want to tell you what's happening next week. Uh, Next week, my guest will be for the hour, will be Joseph Gatchko. Joe is a real estate attorney who's been practicing real estate law for over 20 years, and he'll answer any questions you have, including matters related to contracts, inspections, title issues. Uh, If you're facing foreclosure or a short sale, do you know your legal rights and responsibilities? Call in with a question. And two weeks from today, my guest will be Catherine Favara. Catherine is a longtime friend and a realtor in Brooklyn. Uh, she'll be here to answer your questions about investing in Brooklyn, or maybe you're considering a move to Brooklyn. And that is in two weeks. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk.
1: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain
2: inspired really fast
1: all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com if you like what you're hearing on the show today or if you have a question or comment for duncan contact him on twitter at House talk Guy or email him at guy at gmail.com Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, Duncansmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor.
4: Hi, I'm Joe Galita, President of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and acceptable customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage.
1: VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com. Or tweet Duncan at House Talk Guy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the
2: show. Welcome back to House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. My guest is Rich Vale, Vice President of Provident Bank and Business Development Officer, and an expert on the 1031 Exchange. If you'd like to reach Rich or you have a question uh, that you think of after the show today, it's Richard.vale with two L's at ProvidentNJ.com. Um, so, Rich, we're talking about the 1031 exchange, and uh, I want to go over the timing again. Because the timing is particularly critical in this. This is something that everybody has to think about. Uh, what is the first step? If I'm thinking of today, listening to this show, and thinking of what? How do I? What's the best way to start?
3: You know, I, I think the first, and i probably said this ad nauseum throughout the show, but I, it's, it's that important: is that I would speak to my tax professional uh, and you know lay lay it out that this is this is what I have, and 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 you know this is what I'm trying to accomplish. Do you think it makes sense for me to? know e- execute a, a 1031 exchange and if you work through the numbers and decide yeah you know what this is the, the numbers do work out in your favor or, you know if you are looking to sell at this point and want to and want to buy something else then then doing a, uh, a 1031 exchange uh, would, would probably make sense you want to have someone kind of g- help you get get to that point mm-hmm. um, so but at the, and once you reach that point you know you've Find out the name of, a, of an intermediary that, again, maybe the CPA knows, maybe the attorney knows. Uh, I, I, I know a handful. Uh, and, and just uh, speak to them. And, and sometimes it's about interviewing a couple, a couple of intermediaries. Uh, and you want to make sure that, and we talked about the days being very important. You know, you, you hear about people closing. Now, you know, day 180, you look, you look ahead at the calendar and you find out, you know, day 180 is, is December 25th. And you think, well, you know what? I'll just close on December 26th. No, that's day 181. So it really, you need to make sure that those you look ahead, and your a good qualified intermediary will tell you your 45th day is this day, and your 180th day is is this day, uh, and if it falls on a holiday. You know, you're going to need to close early uh, to so make sure you get in their window.
2: The 180 days is calendar days, not business days. That's right. It's 180 calendar days. I'm glad we made
3: that distinction. Yeah. And th- th- again, those are those are hard days that you need to pay attention to, uh, and and look ahead to see when they are. You hear about people who close on day you know 181 or day 182 and. You know that really could could disallow your exchange and you know force a taxable event, which is not something you're something you're trying to defer.
2: Uh, it's not something you want to try to incur at this point. So. Okay, I did in preparation for this show. I did note one kind of comical thing when I was going through the information. The 1031 stipulates that livestock of different sexes do not qualify for a like-kind exchange. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. How, how would a li- livestock have any part in a 1031 exchange? You know, it's real property uh,
3: beyond my, I'll be honest with you, beyond my expertise. I, know, I, was, I was
2: gonna say, it, this has to do with with uh, investment property, but I guess, but, uh, livestock, what does that have to do with real estate? It's real property. It's it's real property for real property. So oh, it's, wow. Uh, so you could actually trade your livestock for an apartment building if you had... Well,
3: no, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know. You know what? I, I'm not going to start venturing <laughs> just, into that. It, just, uh, it, it just, just cracked
2: me up that, that if you want to trade your male livestock for female, that's not going to work. But it, but that's not a like-kind exchange. <laughs> uh, tell us one more time about like-kind and what that means.
3: Uh, like-kind is, is, first of all, it's real property for real property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about... Holding something for business trade or investment, and maybe that's your it's your business or your your garage or your store and and you're holding that you own that real estate and and uh, or maybe it's an apartment building or maybe it's a condo, like we have some callers call in. Uh, but it's it's basically it's it's generating income for you. and you're selling that because you want to purchase something that's bigger in a different state, you know whatever whatever the reason is generates more income whatever it is as long as you're holding it for business trade or investment and again it goes back to it's not your personal residence Mm -hmm. Uh, it's about Property that you're you're generating income, and the other thing I want to talk about just briefly is that this is not for those who are are flipping houses, which is which is a business, right? And you go in, you fix it, rehab it, and you sell it. Uh, generally, you know, the IRS sees this as something you're, you're holding a property, generating income. You're not trying to make a profit on it. You're trying to generate income. That's an investment, you know, versus uh, something that you're flipping. So you want to be careful about that if you're not, you know. Again, talk to your CPA and attorney about the amount of time you're supposed to hold it, but be careful about uh, that—that's your business. So you need to be careful that you're holding it for an investment. So you're not—you're not avoiding taxes; you're deferring. Taxes. That's correct. You are deferring taxes. Yeah, well, that's that, correct.
2: Well, that totally makes
3: sense. At some point, you, you probably will have to pay those taxes. Again, it—you go back to tax strategies and and estate planning, and you know, get your CFP involved and 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 your tax attorney or estate attorney involved,
2: and uh, to, to how you bec- best strategize that. Well, once. Uh, how often are you allowed to do this? Now, for, suppose I sell a condo, I want to buy another one in a different location, and then several months later, I want to roll it over to another one. Is that allowed or is that? That, allowed?
3: I think, would be considered to be too soon. Okay. Uh, again, they want to see you that you're holding it for As an investment, investment property. you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, and whatever that time frame is, it's, you know, some people have different different uh, dates or different amounts of, of days or amount of time that they consider to be applicable uh, You know, but you're looking to hold it as an investment, investment, trade or business, which is exactly what the, what the law says, or at least what, you know, the guidance is it's, it's, you're holding it for business, trade or
2: investment. Okay. And... Uh, you don't actually contact the IRS yourself. This isn't something you have to notify them about. That's done by the intermediary or your account. Well,
3: no, I mean, your account. yeah, they will, they will file for you. There's a, a form. I believe it's uh, Form 8824, mm-hmm. and that identifies uh, your, your exchange. That talks about your exchange, and they ask all the questions that they want to know about how you executed the exchange and, you know, what were the dates and, and you know, all the information they're going to ask for. That, that'll be, you know, part of your part of your tax,
2: but you, you could talk to your CPA about that. Okay. So to sum it up quickly, you want to identify another property within 45 days? Identify
3: up to three properties within 45 days. Mm-hmm. At the end of the 45 days, you would then have 135 days to, to complete that transaction. So from close to close, you have 180 days. Uh, obviously those are outside windows. You can, you, can, you can identify and close quickly if you want to, if you already have the properties identified, but those are your limits and, and you need to execute the transaction within that time frame.
2: Okay, we're down to about two minutes, and uh, I just want to mention once more uh, that you're a former Marine. I want to thank you for your service. Uh, I think that's really an important thing to do. And you're involved with with a cause uh, of jobs for veterans. And how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in more information about
4: that? Well,
3: you can send me an email if you have an, if, if you have an opportunity for, for for veterans
2: and and you think that would be good. You can you can send me an email and and. Uh, I think that's a great cause because I mean it's it's again it shocks me that. Guys coming back who have so much going for them can't find work. And right. I Men and women, sticks. they're they're, yeah. they're serving
3: their country. That's and right. It's, it's 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 a tough transition, and, and we try to need to help them as as much as we can, especially those who have served and and are home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're, are, are there
2: a lot of groups trying? to uh, do There the, are.
3: There are a lot of people trying
2: trying well, that's to help. There are. That, that is good news. There's good a lot news. of people trying to help vets out, and, and that and that's important. And I read I read somewhere recently that some big company was said they were going to focus on hiring veterans. I don't remember. I just read it last week. Yeah, I'm before. not, I'm I'm not sure, but
3: there's there's a lot of companies out there that are focused on trying to bring in
2: you know more veterans just because of the values, the soft skills, set of soft skills that they come oh, across that, with. I it. think that's I think that's great we're Rich. And again, thank you for your service. Uh, well, that's it for today. My guest has been Rich Vale. Uh, if you'd like to reach him and ask any further questions or if you have anything that we forgot to ask today that you might think of later, it's richard.vail, V-A-I-L-L, at providentnj.com. He is vice president and business development officer of Provident Bank, and he knows just about everything there is to know about the 1031 exchange. And let me go over next week. Uh, you want to join me next week, My guest for the hour will be Joseph Gatchko. Joe is a real estate attorney who's been practicing real estate law for over 20 years. He will answer any questions you have, including matters related to contracts, inspections, title issues, anything relating to real estate. If you're facing foreclosure or short sale, do you know your legal rights and responsibilities? Call if you have a question. And two weeks from today, my guest will be Catherine Favara. Catherine is a longtime realtor in Brooklyn. She'll be here to answer your questions about investing in Brooklyn, or consider if you're considering a move to Brooklyn, it will be a good time to listen and call us in. That's in two weeks. Uh, so join us again next week uh, at the same time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Uh, thanks to my engineer, Michael Surgit and my executive producer, Brandy Jackson. If you missed any part of today's show or you want to listen again, go to my show page here on voiceamerica.com. I'll see you next week. I'm Duncan Smythe. This has been House Talk. Thank you again
1: for tuning in to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Like us on Facebook and join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.